Blog Talk Radio. The headlights are a cut in the fog on a midnight highway. And 18 wheels are a driving through the dawn. There's a Blue Ridge Mountain sunrise filling the mirrors And the ashtray's full, the coffee's almost gone And the trucker's heading west to Colorado Passing the miles with his friends on the CB coast And tonight the truck stops somewhere out in nowhere And tomorrow's the wind and the open road And I believe he's gonna drive that rig to glory And I believe I feel the freedom in his story Riding that diesel wine Chasing that long white line Dropping that load on time And he's going home Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Interactive Internet. I'm your host, Pete Carr. Welcome to our regularly scheduled Sunday show. And uh, I'm in the process of doing something here, folks. I'm looking for a power cord on my, uh, for my computer. And, Lou, I do not see that bag anywhere in this stuff. Did you get your coin bag? What coin bag? The coin bag you told me you needed that you had left in the car, it's in that bag also. Coin bag to do the what? That bag that you're looking for has your coin bag and your power cord. What coin bag? What what coin bag? Your bank bag. Your bank bag that you put coins in. Coin bag. Yeah. I thought you were saying coin. No, I don't see it either. Well, they're in that. I don't know where you would have moved that bag to off the passenger seat. I put your shave kit up there, and then I put that bag up there. I don't see it. Okay. What is it, a white-colored bag? It's a white, small grocery bag like you get at Walmart. Only I think this one's from Winn-Dixie. Or Dollar Gen. It's from, from a store, anyway. Well, I don't know. It was in, it was in the car and you put it in the, in the truck. Yes, I did. Was that about the time that we were taking those garbage bags out of the truck? I don't think so. It might have been. But I know it was still there because you, um, I put it up there when you took, I think when you took to empty the first trash bag. But I know it was up there. 
And I told you at that time that has your coin bag in it, your your bank bag for your coins. And you said, okay. I don't know. I just look. Okay. <clears throat> I look around again. Yeah, I, I don't know where talk. it could be. All right. We're, we're live on the air, so go ahead and talk for a few minutes while I do that. Okay. Hi, everyone. How are you doing tonight? I hope everyone has made it through the nasty weather that's been going on. We had rain started at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon here in Central Florida, and it was a downpour, heavy winds, heavy rain. It blew the rain in on my porch through the screens. Um, It literally rained. It was still raining when I went to bed about 10.30 last night. And it was still kind of raining off and on in spots on my way to work at 10.30 this morning. So, I mean, when I walked out of the house, everything, the sidewalk, everything was still wet. So if it, you know, it had quit for the most part, but it hadn't been done for very long. I understand there were storms other places as well. Someone told me that I think there was some flooding in Atlanta and I don't know where else. But there's been a lot of storms going on, and it's we've had more storms and more rain this year than we've had in a long time. I don't know if it's if there's tropical storms going on all over the place or what. I mean, I haven't heard of any other than the ones we had originally a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> Excuse me, but. It has been wet. It's been great for the plants. Unfortunately, it's not so great for the yard because instead of mowing once a week, you need to mow twice, two or three times a week. But you got to get it to quit raining long enough to mow. So if my cat ever got loose off of the porch, I would probably lose her in the grass or come close because she's the smallest of the animals that I have here, other than the turtles, of course, but they're kind of hemmed in. It's a a little, I have a little menagerie here, a little limited zoo, so to speak. I've got uh, Pete's two dogs. I've got Taylor Marie, who is a black lab, and I've got Trouble, who is, we're pretty sure she is a miniature Old English sheep. That's what she looks like. I've had her for quite a while. Trouble I've only had off the truck for probably about a month and a half, maybe something like that. She had to go visit with the doctor. She was not thrilled at all. Very unhappy camper. So when I figured out in taking her there, we're going to do some leash training. And we're going to start that here real soon. There's, you know, some weeks there's only going to be a couple of days that I can work with her and the opposite week, there's going to be quite a few days. So she's going to get some training. It might not be for very long or a lot at a time, but she's going to learn how to do that, learn how to be on the leash and so forth, because she wanted to be all over the place. That's the way she's always been basically allowed to go. I mean, she's never had to really have any boundaries. 
when she's on the truck, she's on a leash. Sometimes she gets to run free, but not for very long. As long as she stays close, it's okay. So she's in here with me now. When when we do the show on Sunday, she's always in here with me. If I come in and shut the door, she'll be at the door wanting in, so somebody has to let her in. Because I work on Sunday, so I'm gone all day. She came out pretty good from the vet. Not too many problems. Actually, she's pretty healthy. For you know, for being on the truck all the time and not getting um, running and so forth, like most dogs have the opportunity to do, especially out in the country area. I've got just under an acre of land, so there's there's a lot of place for her to run and do her perimeter checks, and they do. They trouble tickles me. First thing in the morning and last thing at night, she's generally the last one in because she does her perimeter check. She walks the whole fence line. And then she comes in. But she's got to have that opportunity to get out there and walk the fence line or she's grumpy. She gets grumpy anyway, but she's okay. She's a sweetie. They all are. Um, been some interesting football games. I don't know how the Florida games did yesterday, but I haven't figured out my team won last night, I think. I think they won, if I remember correctly. I figured out how they did it. They went into overtime. It was uh, OU and Tennessee went into overtime. And thought for sure that Tennessee was going to take it, but OU tied it up the last minute. They did the same thing in the regular game. They tied it up at the last minute. They tied this up at overtime up at the last minute. And I think Tennessee had the ball because OU had tied it up. So Tennessee had the ball, and they fumbled. And actually, they were trying. We were ahead, and they were trying to get another touchdown. I think that's what happened. But it was a close game. It was better than a blowout game. Like I said, I don't know how the Florida teams did. Um, I know um, FSU and Tallahassee had... They were. I guess they. I don't know if they delayed the game or if they played the beginning of the game in rain because it rained. It's rained pretty much the whole weekend. The majority of the state, at least as far down from the the top of the state, at least as far down as here. I don't know about South South Florida, Miami, in that area. But from Tallahassee all the way down through here, it has been rain. Um, let's see. Today was a quiet day at work. I think, again, because of the weather and football season, too, you know, I mean, we've got the regular games going, the pro games. So a lot of people, guys in particular, are watching football on Sunday. But all of a sudden, we had, like, three buses unload at the the Walmart that I work at, and people were getting groceries and, and what have you. They were, probably about six members of management were running a register. They say the registers will be open, and when you get so many people, they do open up the registers. So, okay, hello? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. I was fine? really worrying. 
they were playing over on the floor underneath the uh, garbage bag. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank right, goodness. Anyway, I got that. And, all right, I got that. I got this plug-in and charging, so I'm, uh, I'm able to use my computer. Otherwise, I had like 40, 42%. I was going to shut it off, you know, just do the show, um, kind of wing the show, and then at the end of it, I was going to log back in. Uh, but anyway, I got it all here. Yeah, I, got, I found the bag. The bag was underneath the bag. Uh-huh. Anyway. Okay, anyway, here we go. Um, you know, the um, I, I posted yesterday and this morning for our uh, for our show topics um, the anniversary of the uh, September 11th attack was uh, Friday. And uh, that was the 14th anniversary. Um, I also posted the death of Martin Warner, um, 83 years old, heart failure, born in 1931 in Detroit, died in Carlsbad, California, uh, September 6th. And he was 83 years old, and everybody knows Martin Warner. It was I don't know. I, I was actually kind of surprised um, when uh, Martin Miller died. The amount of uh, the amount of tweets on Twitter was was just unbelievable. Um, Martin Miller was was what I call a transitional star. He he went from the late 1940s all the way through. Um, basically to the 1980s and 1990s. And he was never a big leading man like a Henry Fonda or a John Frank, but everybody knew him, and, and in particular, most people uh, remember him from Adam 12 or earlier, uh, Route 66. And then there was another one, Dickie Moore, who was a child star. Um, he was born in 1925, he was born September the 12th of 1925. He died September 7th, 2006. He was just days away from his 90th birthday. Mm. And uh, Dickie Moore was not a transitional actor. Dickie Moore was the old time. Um, he actually started in silent movies. And, and the first the first talking movies as a, as a child actor. He was in the R Gang or Little Rascals. If you, uh, you know, if you've ever saw, uh, if you've ever seen that. And then he went on to play uh, in a number of movies after the R Gang uh, series was over. So Dickie Moore um, and uh, Martin Melvin. And I really didn't see much about Dickie Moore on Twitter or anything because Dickie Moore was the actor. Before our generation, before the connected generation, you can say, and I, I think more and more Miller, people that use the internet now into their, uh, you know, forties and beyond, uh, remember Martin Milner more than they would Dickie Moore. I remember seeing Dickie Moore in some of the movies, 
Um, he was, he played the same kind of roles that a young Andy uh, Andy Rooney played. Right? The what? Oh, Mick, not Andy Rooney, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney, yeah, Mickey he played Rooney. that kind of a part. Yeah, yeah, Dickie Moore and Mickey Rooney were the two big kind of um, young teenage actors. You're coming out garbled to me, honey. I'm having trouble. I'm having to decipher what you're saying. I'm saying that Mickey Rooney, Mickey Rooney and Dickie Moore, yeah, were were basically the same actors. They were they were the young male teenage lead in the movie. Yeah, I agreed with you there. Okay. All right, are you still having trouble hearing me? It's not hearing you, it's understanding you. Okay. I don't know if it's the speaker or what. Uh, I'm I'm not on speaker. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, it still, and it still sounds garbled. Yeah, it does. Okay. Take over for a minute. I'll get a better signal. Okay. Yeah, they they did play pretty much the same, the young teenager, the um, the good kind of trouble, not the kind of trouble that comes on today. Even we had good trouble when we were teenagers. You know, we, we got into trouble out one thing or another, but it was never disrespectful. It was never damaging anything like that. We just had good old fun, and that the shows are the same way. I'm I saw I saw more of the Mickey Rooney ones than I did the others, and they were all good fun. I enjoyed them, and I still you know. I'll still, every so often, one will come on and I'll sit and watch it. And still enjoy it. Okay? That's a little better, yes. All right. Okay. Anyway, um, like I said, we have the uh, September 11th, 14th anniversary. We have uh, the death of Martin Milner and uh, Dickie Moore. I also want to mention, folks, uh, Judy Pine from Laughlin died uh, a week ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, what else do we have, Lou? And Darlene from the Little Rascals. Yeah. Um, didn't we mention that last week? I think we did, but I'm tying the Little Rascals and the R Gang together, unfortunately. No, yeah, she was from yeah. R Gang. He was. He's from Little Rascals. She's from R Gang. Because they yeah. were basically the same time. <laughs> okay. And I... Hopefully, that's all. We're losing too many of them too fast lately. Hollywood says the ducks come in trees. I said Hollywood says the ducks come in trees. I know. Okay. Do you have any idea where that came from? 
We talked about that once before, and I honestly don't remember. Yeah, it actually came from Christ being crucified on the cross. Thank you. Because remember, there was there was two thieves or whatever that were put to death at the same time, so that was three. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. A lot of things anyway. parodied like that. Anyway, what else do we have going right now? Mainly the anniversary of the 9-11 and the weather. I don't think we have any storms going on anywhere, do we? No, but this cold front that came through uh, the midsection of the United States and dipped down into Florida last night or yesterday, um, apparently it's in the Gulf of Mexico and meteorologists are looking at the uh, Bay of Campeche over in the southwestern Gulf of Mexico. That is where the trailing edge of this low front went and it looks like it's building a tropical low. Uh-huh. And and that may um that may turn into a tropical depression or tropical storm and then start moving east and northeast. But in the meantime, everybody from Missouri down to Florida got rain this past week. Oh a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was tropical gulf moisture when that when that low front got down into the Gulf around Louisiana, it just kicked up thunderstorms that traveled along the low and it went right across the Florida Peninsula. So that's oh. why that's why you got heavy rain. Oh, okay. Now behind it, um, you know, I'm up I'm up in Atlanta area today, folks, and it's uh it's breezy and it's cooler. It didn't get up into the seventies today up here. Oh wow, we made it up into the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, well I'm I'm a couple hundred miles north of you. Mm-hmm. And but we didn't uh, have the nineties that we had. That's what's good. Yeah, this is more like fall weather up here where the highs get up into the sixties, not quite the seventies. Mm-hmm. And I think the the uh, low uh, for tonight is supposed to be in the fifties up here. So that's mm. that's fairly that's fairly comfortable. Yep. Yeah, it certainly feels a lot better up here right now. It's it's not quite as humid but it's definitely not as hot as it was last week. Yeah. Now you have to remember everything everything south of Washington is the south folks. In fact, in fact, Washington D.C. is considered a southern city, and it does get mm. sticky in the summertime up there. I didn't um, know that. Atlanta, Atlanta's not quite as bad as the uh, as the coastal plain because there is, you know, there is a little elevation and a little hills here, and it kind of moderates that heat from. Uh, from from down you know towards Savannah and Brunswick, Georgia. Um, mm. You get closer to closer to the Atlantic in the summertime, and it's hot 
human. It's just miserable sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta can be hot and humid, but most of the time, after the sun goes down, Atlanta cools off because it's a little higher elevation and you get the breeze off of the northern hills in uh, North Georgia. Anyway, um, this reminds me more of the weather on Monday and Tuesday, September the 10th and 11th of 2001. It was a a fairly cool, comfortable day Monday. And Tuesday was shaping up to be about the same thing, maybe a high in the upper 60s, lower 70s in New York. And New York... New York City can be miserable in the summertime, too, folks. But it had just cooled off a couple of days before, and it was comfortable uh, around the city on on the 10th and the 11th. So this kind of reminds me of that weather, Lou. Anyway, uh, I know I I think you told me, but why don't you tell the folks a few minutes of, of where you were and your observations um, on the morning of September 11th of 2001. Well, I was in Oklahoma City at that time, and I was working for a different company in the mall. <clears throat> and my boss had called. I had already made it to the store. My boss had called and said to shut the gates, not let anybody in, that that we were shutting down for the day. We were going to take a day in of quiet observance for what was going down. And I actually had a customer that didn't, you know, she didn't want to buy anything. She just wanted to hang out. And she told her friend that she whispered a little loudly. She thought she was going to get out of here, but I'm going to see to it she doesn't. So I worked an hour and a half that day for her. And like I said, she didn't even buy anything. But I was really shocked. I didn't know what had happened when I left for work because I didn't have the news on. And, you know, I found out, of course, after I got there, putting person I had to be on time because I had a bank deposit to make and all that stuff. But it was very, very quiet. Now, Oklahoma City is a very animated city. They turn out for football games, and we're talking the whole city. When they have an OU game going on, if it's an away game close, like right up in Kansas or down in the Dallas area, the town empties out. Everybody goes. Everybody that has a ticket that could get a ticket goes to the game. And you can see, they'll, they'll show on the news all you see, like when they go to Dallas, all you see going down 35 is nothing but taillights between Oklahoma City and Dallas. All it is is taillights because it is socked in, everybody going south. And <clears throat> September 11th, Oklahoma City was pretty much like that. Everybody, I think, was <clears throat> was home. Or if they were working, they weren't there for long. I don't know. But it was very very quiet that day everywhere I don't care where anybody went and I had to run out a couple of times for something and 
there was no traffic, nothing going on. So that's that's where I was and what was happening. So, okay. Well, I've um, you know, I've talked about it before. I was up there. I was um, I had some meetings in the World Trade Center complex on Monday and Tuesday of that week, and I was staying over at the Ramada in Fort uh, Lee, New Jersey. My room was one of what they call the cheap seats. My room was on the Jersey side of the motel. I could walk around the balcony, you know, around the outside balcony and, and see New York from the other side of the motel. Um, but my room was about $100 a night cheaper because I did not have that big New York City view. Anyway, um, I was uh, I was getting ready to uh, go across to, to the city. I was waiting on, a, on my car. And uh, just getting ready to go and get cleaned up and dressed and all that and uh, had CNN on, and I heard that an aircraft had hit the World Trade Center. And I really didn't think much of it at the moment because um, if you look down, if you look over at the World Trade Center, you can see there's aircraft all over the place, mainly like helicopters, you know, um, private helicopters, uh, private usage helicopters, and they have uh, the excursions. The, uh, the sightseers. In fact, there's been more than once where those helicopters have, um, you know, hit, uh, hit each other or hit a building in New York. They get too close. And I, you know, I thought it was a small plane. Anyway, I'm getting ready to go. And uh, I started, you know, I looked at CNN for a few minutes and I saw the pictures of the World Trade Center, and I said, no, that's not a small plane or a heavy jet. Anyway, um, the front desk called and said that my car was here. And I told them, I said, yeah, send the driver up. And I guess he must have thought I had some baggage or something to carry down. He, he, came in, you know, he, he came up to the room, and I said, we're not going into the city. And they said, oh, I didn't know that. And I said, well, look here. And we looked right there at the World Trade Center. You could see on the TV. Um, you could see everything going on. And that was before the second plane hit. Just anyway, I told him, I said, you call your boss and, and ask him what he wants you to do. But I would suggest you don't go back into the city. It's going to be a mess going through the tunnels. Um, I think we were going to go through the Lincoln Tunnel on the way over there. And... Uh, I said, you know, call your boss. Well, anyway, the guy called his boss, and the boss said, yeah, just sit tight. You know, we don't know what's going on, but just sit tight. Don't call me well. And uh, basically, between running around the balcony and looking down the river and watching the TV, that's where we spent the rest of the day was uh, back and forth between the two. I didn't see um, the second aircraft hit. You know, a few minutes later, I saw it on television, but I couldn't see from my vantage point. And you really couldn't tell what was going on. I mean, that's far enough down the river. I was approximately 
um, the same as about 180th, 170th, 180th Street. So you're talking about 180 blocks north of the World Trade Center. Um, that's, that's miles. And as big as them suckers are, you can't really tell. Morning, the sun's coming up, it's in your eyes, and, uh, you know, I would have had to have been miles closer to be able to actually see the aircraft. I could see the buildings get up. I saw the buildings come back. Um, anyway, after that, I packed uh, my stuff up and I drove back to Virginia. And I'll tell you, folks, I got, I got back that Tuesday night and just basically spent the rest of the night on the computer. Wednesday. Now, where my office was south of Winchester, just south of Winchester and Steve City, Virginia, where my office was, was right on the glide path to Dulles. When aircraft were coming in out of the west or going west, they would basically pass right over my office. And for days, there was nothing. It was the spookiest thing to go out. You know, I used to go out behind my office. I had a little balcony out there. And I'd go sit and I'd have a smoke and, and just kind of, you know, look at the Allegheny Mountains and, uh, and relax. And all the aircraft that I heard were Air Force fighter jets. And that's it. No commercial aircraft passed over me for a long time after that. And, you know, when you're right on the glide path, you get used to the sound. But the sound of silence is even louder. It was just unbelievable the fact that they had shut down commercial aircraft in the United States. Just unbelievable. Um, around Dulles probably went through the same thing. Anyway, um, that's where I was. I was up there across the river um, that Tuesday morning. And I tweeted the other day, Lou, and I said September 11, 2001, the day the world I grew up in came to America. Yeah. Because, you know, folks, in, in the 50s and 60s, I lived overseas. I was in I was in Hungary in 55, 56. We were there for the Hungarian Revolution. And then after the Soviets came in and put it down, uh, all the embassy personnel were evacuated, and they moved us to uh, over to Göppingen, Germany, down by Stuttgart. We went to uh, we went to Germany for another three years. And then I was back in Germany in the 60s, and that was at a time, well, first I was in Ethiopia, um, 65, 66, and then 66 to 68 was uh, back in Germany. And even in Ethiopia, the short time that we were there, um, you know, Africa was a hotbed of revolution back then, especially what they call equatorial Africa from the, uh, from the equator south. To the north, you had, um, you had, of course, uh, what am I thinking? Not Syria. Libya at the time had not gone through their Marxist revolution with uh, Gaddafi. They were going, they were, they were getting ready to go through that. 
but North Africa was was pretty stable compared to the Congo and, and uh, down all the way to South Africa. You know, Rhodesia was happening. Um, they were uh, they were in, in in the start of their revolution. Uh, later became Zimbabwe. Anyway, even up in Germany, in Italy, France, and Germany, we had terrorist groups that were working there in the sixties. And when we got to Germany, we got the uh, we got the lecture about you know watching our backs and, and stuff like that. Um, don't talk about your bad job. We, we got the security lecture, and we were always on guard. There was um, there was uh, there was one gang that had blown up the PX Heidelberg. Um, there was a crazy rocker that that ran a M forty eight tank through uh, through the commissary over in Mannheim. Um, the Dotter Meinhof gang was terrorizing Germany. The Red Army faction was was literally kidnapping and killing people in Italy. Um, France has always had its, its share of left hand radicals. You know, so we were aware of this. And and that was the world that I grew up in in the fifties and sixties. And I'll tell you what, folks, at that time we traveled back and forth on uh, on the ships. We didn't fly, we, we went on, on board ship. And when we went back to the States, we would come up in the New York Harbor and we would see the Statue of Liberty and we knew we were home and we were safe because we just put 3,000 miles of Atlantic Ocean behind us. There was, there was thousands of miles of water between us and the terrorists in Europe. And we always knew when we got to the States, we were home and we were safe. And September 11, 2001, basically changed that. Like I said, the world that threw America that day. And believe me, you know, I am just like everybody else. I wish the hell it never happened. But it did. We dealt with it. And um, it's pretty pretty interesting. Um, I kind of think Ari Fleischer was a uh, for George W. Bush at the time, and on September 11th of this year, Ari Fleischer retweeted everything that he did that day. He was with the president. Really interesting. Interesting to to, uh, to read his tweets. Because he was the one that got on the plane on Air Force One with the president and they took off. They were down in Sarasota, Florida that day, uh, Lou, and they took mm-hmm. off. They went to Louisiana. Uh, they went to Barnsdale, Louisiana. Then they went to Offutt Air Force Base in uh, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, you know, South Headquarters. Mm-hmm. And they went back to... Uh, um, back to Washington, D.C., back to Andrews later on that night or early in the next morning. But it's really interesting reading Ari Fleischer's tweets because he's telling you where they were and what they were doing that day. Mm-hmm. And there was just just the other day, there was a bunch of pictures released um, 
about the September 11th attack, and it was pictures that were taken by, taken by um, White House uh, press photographers. So there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting photos that just came out the other day. You need to see them. You know, doesn't matter how you feel about George W. Bush. At that moment. She was involved in something that basically only one other president had gone through, a surprise attack. FDR did it. George W. did it. Mm-hmm. And it's really fascinating to, to follow the day and see what happened. I'm sure at some point, um, I don't think George W. Bush has written about it, but I think he will at one point. Uh, write about the uh, the presidency and, and that day. You know, I saw um, President Bush was in a classroom in Sarasota, Florida, and Andrew Card told him that a second aircraft had hit the World Trade Center. And the look on George Bush's face you know, you can you you can armchair quarterback what George Bush did all day long, but you weren't in his shoes and neither was I. But that look on his face, it to me it says that he's thinking, okay, commander in chief. It was like, oh my God, I got to go to work now. <laughs> You know, the magnitude of the situation just overwhelmed him for that moment. Really fascinating look on his face. It, it's like, you know, they can't. I hate when people say shock and disbelief. It wasn't shock. He was, was switching from being president of the United States, sitting in a classroom. He was changing over to Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces of the United States. He is going through a transition that only one other president has done, folks. And and don't say he should have done things differently or whatever, because maybe yes, maybe no. But he, he worked with what he had to work with at the time. Plain and simple. We had Ari Fleischer's information, and I said, that I said, Ari, Ari Fleischer was there, and we are here. And then I said, we will always be there. You see, September 11, 2001, was an attack not necessarily on the United States of America. It was an attack on the American way of life. Society that we have the republic that we have, the representative government that we have. You know, I said um, in another tweet, I said on September 11th, I called a friend of mine who's a Mennonite pastor, and I talked to him for a few minutes. I had bacon on my sandwich for lunch, and I sat across from a woman eating lunch that was not covered head to toe. And then I simply put, they lost. You see, they didn't want me to be sitting there 14 years later eating bacon, 
talking to a Christian pastor, having lunch with a woman who was not covered head to toe. That's what they were fighting against. And they lost, folks. For better or for worse, they lost. Okay. Um, actually, Lou, we're getting pretty close to quit time here. You know that? I just looked at okay. that. Yeah. Why don't I give you a couple of minutes, and then we'll close out. Well, basically, um, there's been a lot of negative things going around about our government right now. And I can see where it's coming from, and I can see what's causing it. I can be a very vocal person. I try not to a lot of times, but there's other times when I just get miffed and don't care. Because I'm old enough now, and I use the um, the movie saying, I'm older and have more insurance. I don't care. I have my opinion, I get my opinion. If I'm asked for it, I don't just dump it on anybody. And if somebody says something that, especially pertaining to me or any member of my family, extended or otherwise, and it's wrong, I'm going to correct it, and I'm going to correct it right then and there. But there has been a lot This last week in particular, there has been a whole lot of negativity on our government. Unfortunately, I have to agree with probably at least 70% of it. Maybe not all of it. Maybe a little higher than 70, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. You don't apologize to a country that's trying to kill you. I'm sorry. You want to come after me, I'm not going to apologize. I'm just going to take you out at the knees and go on to the next guy. Pure and simple. That's what we tried to do, and I think it was right. And I think anyone else that comes in here and tries something, which I have a feeling we're going to have, And it's not going to be that far down the road. We are going to have things happen here on our land because of some other things that are going on. And no way to stop it because our government isn't even going to try. So I don't know what's going to happen and where it's going to come from or how it's going to get resolved. All I'm hoping is that we make it through have the election, and start over. Hopefully get someone that knows how to start over. 9-11 was an eye-opener, but evidently not everyone's eyes opened. That's it. your turn now. I think I've probably alienated two-thirds of everybody. 
Oh, okay. Um, I just checked my uh, charger. Yeah? This is the wrong charger. This is this is not for my... This is the only one that was there. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it's not mine. I wiggled it, and it seems to be charging, but no, uh, I don't think this is mine, though. Joanne's was hooked up to her computer. Mine's hooked up to my computer. Yours was the only one laying there, and that's the only one that was laying there. Yeah. Well, my charger has a different box and a different connector that goes to the uh, computer. It has like a three-prong connector. Okay, well, then next time you get to be here, you'll have to look at hers and see if... But hers was plugged in. I don't see... This says it's charging and everything else looks all right. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, Scott. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't want to charge. <sighs> it's giving me fits. Maybe it's just a charger on something else. I got two. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, according to this, it's now charging. Well, if it wasn't the right charger, it wouldn't charge. Yeah, we would think. Okay. Oh, God, it's hard to see. I'm I'm facing the sun, and I don't have a curtain or anything. Oh, wow. Anyway, yeah. um, I've got a couple of minutes left for the show. Anyway, thanks, Lou. Um, sorry that the uh, that the show was a little convoluted today, folks. Um, looking for the charger and getting a better cell signal and all that sort of thing. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and close it out. And um, I'm going to consider your final words a minute ago as your final words, please. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Anybody? Uh, everybody have a good Sunday. Uh, good rest of the week. We will see you here next Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, when do we switch back, Liz? When do we fall back? I'm sorry? When do we fall um, back? I believe it's the last Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to look that up tonight so that I know because I'm. it might be on my calendar, but my calendar's in another room. Okay. All right, will you check on that and let us know next week? I will do that. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, anyway, we will be, be back Sunday, next Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern for Mountain Time uh, for our show. Now I'm getting a bunch of feedback on my phone. Oh, well, okay. Lou, I'm going to go ahead and hit our closing theme, and we're out of here till next Sunday, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
I won't be long. 